What's up, Nubians? Welcome to Tech Nubians, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly deep dive into video games steeped in the blackest blacks. For those of you who don't know, Tech Nubians is a live stream and podcast hosted by technology professionals, black technology professionals, where we discuss the what, when, how, and how you can get into this world technology, specifically video games. I'm your host, Cherie. And with me today, I've got our man with a million plants, Chuck. What's up, everyone? Woohoo! The Saturday. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for it? I'm ready. I think we're all hyped now, man. <laughs> I got our producer, Sleuther, and producer, Shanae. I don't even know how to, like, I can't one up that. Like, I mean, all the energy okay. right at the start of the show. Let's bring in the energy. Yes, bring the energy. And then, of course, I've got Travis. What does Travis do? What are you drinking today, Travis? What up? Oh, water. Looks like an empty boba tea. Hydrate. <laughs> you got to hydrate. It says water. Hydrate. Is what the kids calling it this day? It's called self-care. Drinking the water. Drinking that self-care. water. Drinking that water. Agua. H2O. H2O. So, folks, you know, we are here every week to inspire, sustain, and nurture a successful creative technologist in the pursuit of Black excellence and content development. Oh, I made it through the intro. Okay. So, all right, you, folks, you know that we, we like to do news and then we do a long topic. This week, we are talking about from indie to trendy. Let's talk about triple I gaming. Ooh. So this is gonna be a fun. Mm. Yeah, this is a fun topic. I love indie games, so this will be a, this will be a fun topic here. Um, but before we get into that, let us talk tech and gaming news with our news segment, Tech Newsians. All right, let's kick us off. Travis, Travis, you want you have a topic you want to tell us a little bit about happened this week, right? Well, you know what's uh what's I'm the only one excited now? about this, by the way. What's, <laughs> I'm be what's excited about the story. <laughs> <laughs> what's a Mac event without, you know, some disappointments and, you know, some castigations and, you know, uh, what? Yeah. Some, disappointed? Some... Are you sure? Well, disappointed well, at the Apple event? Well, first of all, does that happen? Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Who gets disappointed at the Apple event? Someone's always <laughs> unhappy about something. <laughs> okay. What is the story? They make the best things ever. Travis. The best things ever. Wait, wait, let's hear what the story is, because I don't even know what the story is. All right. All right. First, you know, uh, we're going to take them a little bit by bit here, but I'm going to try to I'm going to try to sum up fast. Like a new color iPhone Pro. Do you really care? Everybody uses covers. Right. I have a gold one, but I haven't even seen it since I took it out the box. Why do we even care? Okay, so there's that. Okay. Um, then there's a new iPod Air with an M1 processor in it, which is basically like swatting a, a fly with an atomic bomb. You know, it's like, what are you doing? What what are you what are you what are you doing? Okay, I'm doing my music career. Uh huh. Makes the music and more yeah, music. My my garage and, band, making my and, album. And, and here like is platinum. And then they released the phone that literally one person I know wants. Yes, that's me. I, I also know one person. Does that make two or do we know the same yeah, person? Yeah, like an iPhone, like like an iPhone that still has, you know, the SE that, you know, has has a thumb. Can we, can we check, call this like the CE? Can we change know. the name? We need to change the name. It's not SE. It's not special anymore. It's, it's classic. Really it should be it's called really C, classic it edition. Be classic. Actually, classic I, would, edition. I would like that brand. What's wrong with them? I know special edition. What's so okay. special about it? It's the whole exactly. phone Thank you. with a new Thank chip you. in it. Okay. Now then they have the studio display that they released, which is their, you know, their new dope monitor. Right. <laughs> but then you got like additions onto the monitor so it can transform and roll out. Like just make a monitor. Just Come on. No, they, they have I, to you know, let the upsell I, you on the Don't invent a reason for me to give you a couple more hundred dollars. I mean, just go ahead and just put I mean, the Travis, you're going to buy it though, right? No. You're not going to buy that monitor? No, I got to No, I You need no, to give it the nano monitor, glass, the nano no, texture. my desktop is, I have a desktop PC, thank you very much. Oh, okay. Well, I would like it's to. It's not a Mac PC though. I, I, I am the person who y'all have refer, heard, referred to who is excited about getting my iPhone SE. It's just one care. person. Haters to the left. I do not care. <laughs> I yeah. want to be able to run. I want to be able to have my, my touch ID and be able to actually upload, upgrade to iOS 15. <laughs> so, 
Travis. I've, been, I've been slumming it on. This phone is for you, Cherie. This phone is for you. And, and Travis, you forgot the biggest and, update. And I Wait. even like the color. Wait. I even like Wait. the color. And then Mac Studio. Yes. Okay. Now, now, now the, the, the last thing was a Mac Studio, which is, you know, I don't know if it's a grown ass Mac Mini or a little ass Mac Pro. I'm not exactly sure which one it is. Okay. <laughs> But whatever it is, it costs about four thousand dollars. Oh, 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 no! Entry oh, level. Oh, oh, that's the entry level. Entry level I, to well, the Apple ecosystem. I'm, I'm trying not to get people sticker shot, okay? But yeah, I mean, so, it's now, Apple, so if I didn't, if if I didn't have like a really high powered PC, maybe I would consider it just because you know I'm tired of computers being that big. Like, you know, I, I really am. And, and there's something just really sexy about having a hockey puck, uh, you know, like CPU. And that's y- it. Y'all don't know, by the way, that the, when Travis was born, computers were the size of this entire room. So yeah. the, the bigness of computers is a real problem in his yeah. lifetime. When Travis was born? When oh, like I was a teenager? Was he, <laughs> like a teenager at that time? I'm part, I, look, I'm part elf. It's like ENIAC? Anyone? So, <laughs> so this is what I did, you guys. I'll tell you what I did after they made the announcement. They posted it up on their page. I mm-hmm. built my dream PC. The Mac, the Mac studio that I want is $7,999. <laughs> it's 8K, right? Plus and tax. the problem, let me talk about the problem with the Mac Studio computer. It's still horrible at 3D rendering. So I can't really use Unreal Engine on it the way I want to use Unreal. Yeah, Travis. Are you sure? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Are you sure yes. it's not a Pebcac error? I think that's what Travis yes. is saying. He's yes. like, mm-hmm. That's the <laughs> biggest. I've watched him. a million videos of visual effects artists saying, when is Mac going to make us a computer? They're not. It's not great at 3D rendering. Mm-hmm. It's good for mm-hmm. film editing mm-hmm. and music oh, editing. No. And I'm gonna, to, I'm, I'm gonna have to do some research on that. Go do some research on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had a whole discussion about it yesterday on Geek Bees. Well, and Trey was I, like, I, it doesn't matter. The people that want it still want it. Well, well here's the thing, by the way. And I and I'm I'm gonna make a comparison that Travis is gonna probably mm-hmm. hate. But, this is, <laughs> but to me, I'm like, this is why I always compare Apple to Nintendo. Because people tell we tell them, we're like, here's what I want, and they will always come out and be like, you don't want that. Here's this other thing. You know you're gonna buy it. You know when Steve was it. alive, they used to do that though. When Steve was alive, yeah. So I, I'm just like, alive. that's my comparison for it. It's just like okay. Apple always will give you some other little thing that you did not ask for, and <laughs> they know you're gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be clear, okay? And that's All what right. it's <laughs> I I I have an Apple I have an Apple laptop because. I like my video crisp and clean with 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 nothing in between that's going to get in between me and my audio visual, you know, sort of experience or whatnot. I am, you know, I, I, I buy my laptops for convenience in that. Other than that, I still stick with my PC. So I'm not an Apple head, mm-hmm. um, but I do appreciate it. Yeah, I am an Apple head and I will be buying this machine and I will be and I may buy the monitor for an additional two thousand and three hundred dollars. Good Lord. Oh, because I need the nano texture screen. I don't even know what that means. So 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 so, so now, you know, who to point Church to of Apple Church of Apple right there. Well, wow. I used to yeah. work for Apple. So, yeah, I'm hey, yeah. before it was popular. I, I used to work at Microsoft and I that's oh. when I bought my first MacBook. So. <laughs> that's different that was a horrible company apple's always been a righteous i didn't i'm not endorsing that people. statement anyone not being endorsed <laughs> <laughs> well this seems as good a time uh, to uh, slip on to our next topic shanae i think you've got a story for us uh, i do have a story uh so have you guys heard about this game uh it's pretty popular it's called like elvin El- eldrin eldrin um, there's like a ring, something involved. Elden oh, ring. Elves and rings. Elden, Elden yeah, elves and rings. Uh, I, is, is, punch, I, I, rings. Bet, I bet if you punched yourself in the face, you could pronounce it better. <laughs> <laughs> so Elden wow. Ring, if you guys missed it somehow, this game came out like what, about a week and a half ago. And it's just like, it's been everywhere. It's in all of my, mm-hmm. like every single like online targeted advertisement basically targets Elden Ring at me. And I, I already own it. 
Um, so, uh, so I picked it up, you know, and there's been a lot of discussion going on on the, on the interwebs around everything that is Elden Ring. I caution anyone who wants to wade into it, but hey, here we go. Um, there's an interesting discussion that was going on the other day that was talking about the Elden Ring combat tutorial. So I don't know if you guys have played it, but <clears throat> you get teleported into the first area. To your left is a staircase with a door. It's very brightly lit. To your right is a pit. It's very darkly lit. And there's a guy in a chair that's sitting over there like this, like looking, looking very suspect. And which, direct, which one would you choose? Questions for the group. Where would you go? The lit door, the dark pit. The door. The door. Because you door. probably would think you can go to the door and then come back and then maybe go to the dark pit. Yeah. Guess where you're supposed to go. <laughs> to the dark pit. The dark pit. Not of course, because the, the game's depressing. And yeah. that's <laughs> it's the dark pit. The dark pit is actually the combat tutorial. And a fair, a non-insignificant number of players missed the combat tutorial completely. Absolutely. Because they went to the lit door. Um, and if anyone hasn't heard about uh, Elden Ring and the Souls games in general, they're kind of hard. And if this is your first entry right. into it it would be nice to have a tutorial <laughs> so, so um yeah discuss uh there's been a lot like just a lot of people I'm pushing just, back on saying on I'm saying like whether or not this is a good decision or not uh, no they did it on purpose they're like go to the pit because that's where you're gonna be at for the rest of this game for <laughs> seven hours it takes to beat this game get used to this misery <laughs> I, I say that that is that is like a plus world-class trolling there it um, is it like, is seriously i mean because i mean yeah obviously obviously you think you, you walk through a door you're like you get the sense i can go into a door and come back if you jump into a pit, you don't get the sense that you can come back. <laughs> that feels like that's a one, like the, as, my, as Amazon used to that's, say, it's a one-way door. I, You're jumping. I think that sounds about right for from software. <laughs> I think that sounds but you about know what? right. It, it, you know, it goes back to that Maya Angelou uh, quote, like when people show you who they are, <laughs> believe them. But, but here's, yes. and here's the thing. Actually, There's a pit. That, that's who we are. <laughs> Believe us. So we're going to put a pit that's in your the soul. friction for this, too, because Souls games are notorious for sometimes luring the player into places where you're going to get murdered. So people who've played the Souls games before saw that dude sitting over there saying the cave of knowledge lies below. Didn't mean anything to them. They just saw a dark pit at the beginning of the game and said, uh, yeah, you know, fool me once, fool me twice, Souls game. So they went towards the door and they missed the combat tutorial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know yeah. what? And so instead, instead, the experienced people got to get their comeuppance much faster. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everyone Clearly, basically that's what got you trolled. Were there for, right? I mean, that's what you yeah. were there for. The first soul game ever, the first five seconds, they kill you in it. You're like, I'm going to handle this battle. I'm going to handle it. Nah, you're going to die. Yep. You're like, I died. And they're like, oh, that's part of the game. You're supposed to die a lot. Yeah. And this game is See? easier uh, comparatively to other Souls games, as I've been told. Yes. But it's still really freaking hard. And a combat tutorial is still... Uh, non-optional for or should be non-optional for can, a new player can we just call it what it is because that's just bad game design <laughs> wait wait no, wait, no, wait. No, i no, think no. this is important i think this is an important question to ask your sister yeah. here for a second okay you did you or did you not beat returnal that's no, what i, I was gonna ask returnal. no that's okay but you got really far though right i did yes okay and you said oh. elder ring is hard right oh, oh yeah yeah and that's why your service that's why I can think yeah. hard. Yeah. I, I was going to ask that question too, to Travis. Yeah. I said, you bought Returnal. You just like games for punishment, don't you? Well, mm -hmm. I, actually, Returnal is the first like truly like Souls level difficulty game that I've played in a while. Like I usually, oh. don't, I usually oh. don't deal with those. This Souls game, honestly, everybody's you know? like, this game is easier. No, it's not. Well, it's, but this game does. Well, wait, it can be easier, do? but not be easy. Like those are like, no, like no, adjective it, versus like adverb. It's not easy. <laughs> Because this game says go anywhere you want to go. We're not going to tell you anything. No, less than the dialogue tree is important in this game. The dialogue is important in this game. Go anywhere you want to go. So now you think about getting your butt kicked the whole entire time. You got to think about what people are saying to you the entire time to unlock things that are helpful. It's it's, it's funny. It's, okay. it's funny. 
I remember actually being in a focus group and, and this player said something that was pretty profound, which was, he said, I was wandering around and I, and when I got my butt kicked, I didn't know whether or not I got my butt kicked because um, I was there too early, yeah. uh, you know, or I wasn't supposed to be there at all. And that's a really, I, I, I can't endorse that. You know, I, I just can't like, you know, at the end of the day, yes, you're trying to, you're, you're trying to, you know, depict a, you know, whatever setting you're trying to, you know, but when people are confused, is that really good game design? Yeah. And, you know, and I will push back on people who say that it is because you, walking around confused is just not a good look. You'll be pushing back on like 97% of Twitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. Of Souls fan Twitter. Sorry. Go ahead, Shree. Yeah, Souls fan Twitter. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's, that's what I'm, my point is it for, you know, because like, okay, like you can punish players and stuff like that. There's, ty- there's certain types of games like that. Sure. Right. And I, I, I know there's games where you die a lot. Like I played Celeste, which I love that game. You die so many times. There's like a death counter. It's like, oh, you died a thousand times on this game. <laughs> trying to get through this or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm not against like hard games or anything like that. But when you've got a, a design decision where like half the players, you got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> players missing a critical element that is that element should be critical path it, it's it's you worth noting not, too by yeah. the way oh like in that regard it should be critical path it should be you walk up to the door and you try to go through the door and they won't let you go through the door or like the guy who's sitting there he could just be like no no come over here and then just keep saying that over and over again and you jump into the pit like there's no reason for them to <laughs> put this like logic puzzle not even a logic puzzle <laughs> Right at the beginning of the game. That's so, so the thing that's interesting about this is because you know it was actually absolutely a deliberate decision. So when they did, they went on the network test before the game came out. They ran a network test, just basically like an open beta. People could play the game. The guy in the chair wasn't there. It was just a pit and a door. And they noticed during the network test that so many people were missing the pit completely. They decided the solution was to put the guy in the chair <laughs> there. So they looked at lots of different solutions. This is the one they came up with. Like I said, it was it was a deliberate decision. Um, you can, can I just mention pick failed. <laughs> that is not that did not fix the problem. Sorry. Good. Travis. Um, I, you know, I say all these things about this, about this game, but at the end of the day, okay, I think it's about truth and advertising, right? And so if you buy a from, a from software product, you should, by now, you should know what you get it. You know what I'm saying? It's sort of like buying GTA and thinking it's Mario Kart at this point, right? So, um, so, so those people who, who are buying this product, um, I think they're getting exactly what they want. And I, I, I applaud them for actually providing that service, but it's just like Pikmin. No, thank you. <laughs> so what? Okay, so the, the one thing I will say on this too, right? Because I think it's like, there's been so much dialogue going on on Twitter. And then like I said, people don't mention elder, don't mention eldering on Twitter. If you don't want to just get flooded and, and not have a good time or have a worse time an objectively worse time uh, in, in that social media platform. Um, I think that the thing that, that this really sort of reveals is a couple of things. Um, you know, I, I was mostly like, my, my concern about it was, um, first of all, I think the tutorial should not be an optional thing that you can accidentally miss. I feel like that's, that's a mistake, but the reason why people were missing it was because of the, the whole like lighting situation. Like it is a, it's a game design tenant <laughs> that you like, like you, you like the path, the direction you want players to go. People missed it partly because they didn't know about jumping in that hole, but also partly because the lighting did not lead them to a direction to, to know that that was even an option there. So it's that side. But the other side is like, one of the things I, I like about discussing these sorts of things is that, you know, no game is perfect. Like even like I have so many games that I absolutely love. They are my favorite games of all time. And I will sit down with you and re- run through with you all the things they do wrong as well. So that's one of the things that's been challenging about talking about Elden Ring is there's there's very much like this sort of wall that's built up around it. It's like anyone who criticizes it immediately is like, well, you're just a garbage gamer and you're just like a fake this and a fake that. And it's like, whoa, whoa calm down. It can be a fantastic game and still not be perfect. God of War team. Um, the God of War team actually uh, said something that I, I steal for all of my developers and stuff when we're discussing like how do like where do we put our our sort of g- game development time and energy into, which is 
uh, a few things, nine out of 10, nothing less than seven out of 10. That means that even the God of War team knew their game wasn't going to be perfect because perfection is unachievable, mm-hmm. especially given like schedules and budgets and all that kind of stuff too. So anyhow, Elden Ring, a few things, nine out of 10. There are some seven out of 10s and that intro is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to, to uh, comment on that, Hidetake Miyazaki, the game director, the creator behind Elden Ring and most of the Souls games, he says, dying is a feature. And my goal is to make it enjoyable because you become a stronger bet person in death. If death is to be more than a mark of failure, is how, to, how do I give meaning to life? So is he telling us that Elden Ring is actually a roguelike? <laughs> uh, basically, most of the games are like roguelike. I remember playing Bloodborne. I just started. And, I, you know, I felt good. I finally killed like 20 enemies without dying. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good. Literally, I turned the corner and a, a sergeant class enemy came out and hit me and I lost all my stuff. I had to go back there naked to go pick it back up. And he's there chilling like, yeah, I know you're coming back for this. I know you're coming back for this. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not playing this game. This is too much. It took me an hour just to get to you. It's kind of like when you play Elder Ring being played, it's that ogre that's sitting on the bridge and everybody's like, Oh crap, there's an ogre. And he's staring dead at you with the sword, like, yeah, I'm here for you. Then he jumps down. And when you run close up to him, archers start shooting you. Because <laughs> the honest, ogre wasn't enough. I've, I've had a lot ogre. more fun watching other people play Elden Ring than playing yeah. Elden Ring myself because oh, yeah. of that kind of stuff. Oh, I, yeah. mentioned, I mentioned one thing and we'll move on to the next story. Oh, yeah. I wasn't I, I wasn't even watching my sister play it. It was her and a, and a friend. And I was just listening to it and I was laughing my butt off because he was getting murdered he was getting killed and it was hilarious to listen to and i'm like yeah i, I you know like for that for that game I, that game would drive me crazy i would I, like it would, it I would drive me crazy if i wasn't playing with a friend yeah when i stopped yeah. having fun with the game i stopped playing the game <laughs> so who I gives like, someone 70 dollars for that experience yeah I said, that's not me that's not my me. cousin this did it but, he's but, he's like yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Shuri. Yeah. I didn't... No, no, just, no, no. You, you, yeah. you got your thoughts, Chuck, and we'll move on to the next story. Uh, I, I said my cousin pays seventy dollars for the experience, and he he's put over ten thousand hours into Grand Theft Auto Five, and he's like, I put a hundred hours into Elden Ring already. I love this game. Wow. It took me. He's he's I got to my fifth big boss. He said it took me two days to beat it. I love it. I said two days. He said yeah, about twelve hours each day to figure out how to beat him. Oh, no, no, no. I just, like, just want to nah, know. I'm good on that. I'm like, so I just want to know where that. people are getting this time from. Do they have like a time machine or some sort of time folding nah. device? He's that allows brown. people 12 hours out of the day. Sweet, oh. sweet brown. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I want. If there's some sort of like time vortex that opens up when you boot up Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that's something I need to look into. So yeah. we're going to so go on to our next story here. I know we could talk about Elden Ring probably for forever. Um, but, you know, I'm going to talk about some, uh, some Travis's favorite topic, which is Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo has just like announced like their 2022 lineup for Switch. And it is beautiful. I mean, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go ahead and like actually just like preface this. I know that Nintendo still has Breath of the Wild 2 on the, you know, 2023 2022 but let's not let's be honest it's not coming out 2022 that was not coming out till 2023 because just like apple nintendo knows they're going to give us whatever and we're going to buy it whenever whatever price it is and whenever it comes out but um not only did they have that they also announced a new pokemon game uh i think it's scarlet and i'm looking for the other another one um but yeah, new Pokemon game. I know there are a lot of people who are not like real thrilled with like the most recent uh, Pokemon <laughs> release, but there's that. They're announcing Splatoon 3. There's also the uh, follow-up to uh, uh, the Ubisoft version of, uh, 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 of uh, Mario. Right, Mario, Mario Rabbids. Yeah, Sparks of Hope is supposed to come out this mm-hmm. year. Bayonetta 3, <laughs> a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is what it is. That, um, that all sounds wonderful. Game. A new sports switch game, Mario Strikers Battle League, Fire Emblem Warriors. Like, uh, gosh, my, this is the other thing that kills you with Nintendo is they're like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then suddenly 
here's everything all in one quarter. <laughs> they did. Nothing, nothing, they did do it. You job. can make your rent. <laughs> Wake up, Travis. I know you're trying to pretend to be asleep. <laughs> you, you, know, you, know, you know what's really going on? You know what's really going on, Sheree? What? They're going to drop all these games this year because next year they're going to come for holding console. I know. I know. Because that's what Nintendo does. I'll be honest. You know what? Like, I know <laughs> Nintendo's supposed to be like, I know supposedly like the Breath of the Wild two is going to come out on the switch yeah. i know nintendo i know what they do is they say oh it's coming out on this platform and then they release a new platform and they're like we put it on both yeah <laughs> that's the, the best thing nintendo about nintendo been. heads is you guys are just such lemmings and you're like and the thing about <laughs> it is it's like you're so happy to be lemmings too it's almost like it's crazy it's crazy it's like you can't wait to give nintendo your ducats did, did you know by the way that the whole myth about lemmings running off of a cliff actually was made up by wildlife um wildlife filmers back in the 50s that's oh, not I'm real taking, <laughs> I'm, 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 way, I'm taking it from a, the video game though <laughs> <laughs> like the video game was based on a faulty premise um but the, the thing that i think is interesting that chuck mentioned is um you know I, I think nintendo if there was a new console coming out next year nintendo would have no like no shame whatsoever about being like, yeah, you know what? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is now going to be a launch title on that. Like yeah. they would hold one of these things be- that they know is like their big titles and they would mm-hmm. put it as a launch platform, mm-hmm. launch launch title on that platform. So if this stuff actually does come out this year, for like for the items that do have launch dates, I actually think that's even a, like a little bit bigger, bigger of a signifier to say like, uh, maybe we're looking at 2024 for new hardware to, to start getting talked about from Nintendo. Even if it was next year, y'all would still buy it. I would. I absolutely would. You see this. And I'm talking about this, the video game lemmings. You see this, <laughs> you see this room right here. This, of course I would buy it. Oh, you know, buy two of them. <laughs> Sheree, I think that's a great story. I'm so excited for Bayonetta three. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta may be the best hack and slash game ever made. Yeah. And I, I can't wait for number three. Cause platinum's been out there with that Nintendo money for like five, Five years cooking it up. <laughs> They're like, oh, what do you mean we don't have a deadline? Nintendo, give it to us when it's ready. We're going to just throw the money now, at you. Now, my my bat, my Devil May Cry roots mean that I have to go in and say, like, actually, Bayonetta's not a hack. Actually, well, actually, it's not a hack and slash. It's an action game. Action so game. Action versus hack and slash. It's two different, different, there's, there's just <laughs> distinctions between them. <laughs> I, that's it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but it plays there's also a, a fantastic hack and, hack and slash on this list, though. That, that Fire Emblem's Warriors Three Hopes. Yeah. That's definitely going to be a hack and slash. Is that but, hack and slash? Is that RPG? I'm pretty sure because they threw Warriors on it. I think it's just gonna, I think it's gonna be a Dynasty Warriors um, reskin. <laughs> Mario Strikers uh, uh, Battle League has me excited too. I love the Mario, Mario Striker games. They're you know, fun. I haven't gotten Travis, into those. Get on this conversation, man. Come on, come on, Travis. There's gonna be something you're excited for. I, yeah, I wish I could blue shell this whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All that means is that we're in first. Can I can I continue with some Nintendo news? Yes. yes. Yeah, let's take it. Because I know Travis loves Nintendo news. Yes. So this is something near and dear to my heart. I'm in the industry. Uh the U.S. is finally going to get their first Super Nintendo World in Hollywood Studios, Universal Studios Hollywood. Right, in Super Travis. So it's, it's, it's actually going to happen. And I'm excited about this. Mm. You get your little power-up band, pick your team, and go into the land and play games. You play Mario Brothers in real life. And I tell everybody, playing the Piranha Plant game is a lot of fun. And it changes your life when you hit your first question mark box. No spoilers, no spoilers. I'm not because no, no, we're not. all gonna what we're gonna all gonna we're all gonna go as a team. Entire we're gonna make month. Travis go. He's gonna dress up as like... Mario. <laughs> we're gonna put Travis on the Toad team. He deserves to be on the Toad team. Look at I'm telling team. you right now. I am <laughs> telling you right now. Uh huh. Uh huh. God help. I will me be first in line. There. If I find a blue shell in there, <laughs> everybody's gonna. If everybody, you're gonna love it, it, Travis. You're gonna love it, but Travis. Everybody you know the blue shell only blue hits the person in first. Come on, man. So at least like. You know, let's I'm pretend. Let you know, in first so that I can hit you. you I'm already slipping on banana peels your whole entire time. <laughs> slipping over banana peels. Sorry. <laughs> it's the, the reason why I use the blue shell so you can hit the person first so that you can now become in first. So is that what you're trying to do, Travis? Are you just like you want to be the number one Nintendo fan in here? I mean, 
I'm up for the I challenge. Think so. <laughs> I think he does. I think, matter of fact, we're going to make sure you buy you a Switch and you go to the park and you play it in the park. We're going to take a picture of you playing the Nintendo console in I the will, park. I will I will happy birthday to the ground that Switch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. A little red Mario hat. Wow. wow. A little red Mario hat would be great. Well, they have this, this a, a Wario hat would be better. Actually, I'm gonna dress you up like Mario. Yeah, that's pretty. That'd be cool too. You gotta get the, the mustache on, or a Bowser. Yeah, <laughs> you can dress up as Bowser too. We're okay with that. Don't you own a Switch? I do not. You do own a Switch, man. I don't. <laughs> you do. Did you pay for a Switch? Is, is there a household? Is there a Switch in your house? Pay for a lot of things that I don't own. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> switch in your household. Has there ever been a switch in your Travis, household? Let me ask it like you're that. not excited about going to Super Nintendo World with your Switch. What? You're not excited about going to Super Nintendo World with your Switch. You're not no. excited about that. Why aren't you not excited about that? You should be excited about that. I will go to Super Nintendo World. Uh huh. I am not holding the Switch under any circumstances during that time period. Why not? What? Someone take a time. Why would I? Show your loyalty to Nintendo. One thirty-one. I'm not yeah. loyal though. <laughs> March twelfth, twenty twenty-two. To Nintendo. Uh, why? Because they're the greatest game creator in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what our long topic's going to be about. <laughs> so we can go ahead. Just, I'm choosing there. balance today, Travis. I'm choosing balance all day long. <laughs> oh my God! They Listen, outlasted here- every company. Here is the thing, too, about this new Super Mario World, regardless of what you think about Nintendo games, which, you know, just ignoring what you th- might think about Nintendo games. <laughs> How can you not think Super Mario World is going to be rad? Like, that just sounds amazing. I think, I think <laughs> Super like, Mario, I, I, think, I think that Super Mario World, for its target audience, is probably the best thing since Butter. Basically, and that's a guy. So you're saying for everybody right. in the world. Well, this no, is the best well thing honestly, no, honestly, honestly, you know, like I said before, my my issues with with Nintendo are more uh, about me being a professional game maker and dealing with Nintendo and so So Mario ain't playing with you. Mario is not interested in them games. <laughs> no, he ain't. He ain't. He ain't interested in no gamers. <laughs> Mario don't care about no gamers. You see what I'm saying? And, and, so, and, and, so, and, and I appreciate, once again, I appreciate Nintendo's position within the industry. I think that they are the gateway console. They, you know, they make gateway games. They make young gamers into lifelong uh, gamers. And I have nothing but love and, and respect for that as far as Nintendo is concerned. And but sometimes year, lifelong be, cynics. This year, I will be, <laughs> this year I will be 52 years old and I don't have time for that. <laughs> I think it'd be 452. Like Travis mentioned, Nintendo makes gateway games and bridge games. Hopefully, this will be a gateway um, theme park that will lead Travis back to the love of Nintendo. From I mean, youth. Travis, you don't want, you don't want <laughs> Elden Ring so you can beat games like uh, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. That is, I, they're similar games, but one is beatable and the other one is not. Just, just an aside, by the way, this is one of the reasons why I love games because there's such a wide variety of games, uh-huh. games and gaming experiences out there. Right now, the games I'm playing are Elden Ring, Horizon mm-hmm. Zero Dawn, the first one, not the new one, and It Takes Two, which are the what are you doing? Could not be part of the I'm not playing all the time. I'm not playing all at the same time. I mean, I, I'm, but, I'm playing three different games. It takes two. Are you? I own all these games and not played. I only played Miles. I got a <laughs> PS5 and played one game. On every game on the PS5, I played one. See, you, you one. play one game and you play it till you finish it, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, I've got like three, four games going and I'm like, I will be playing these three or four games for the next six months. <laughs> Probably. Maybe I'll finish them. Maybe I, I won't. I've never finished <laughs> Breath of the Wild because... Elden Ring is two things I hate. Open world games, because I need direction. Tell me where I need to go. Tell me I need to go to the pit. Tell me that. Tell me that. You know, and then I hate games. I have to die over and over again to get it. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Elden Ring is a game I started knowing that I, I will probably never finish it. Like, just like I have friends the who finish and they're like, yeah. I'm like, how long does it take? Like 95 hours. I'm like, no, nope, yep. probably never going to finish it, yeah. um, which is part of why I really I play a lot of indie games. Mm-hmm. Because they're much smaller in scope and they're much more likely to get finished mm-hmm. <laughs> than anything that's got a forty hours plus finish time. And actually, actually, speaking of indie games, this is a good mm. segue into our long topic here because we want to talk about indie games today. We want to talk about from indie to trendy. So, um, for folks who don't know, that game company just received a one hundred sixty million dollar like cash infusion. So they could scale their operations this past week. Um, that game company is known for making Journey. Um, and um, we want to talk a little bit about this, like talk about not just them, but to talk about like just indie gaming and stuff like that in general. So maybe we start off here and just talk a little bit about what, what makes a game indie. What, dis- what distinguishes a game, you know, indie from like, you know, classic kind of like non-indie or AAA games. Um, Scope, you- budget. Mm-hmm. Um, wide variety of things. By the way, when you said that game company, I, I, I fought back uh, a strong desire to say which game company, and then just get in the sort of Abbott and Costello <laughs> routine. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, back in the day, it's you know, back in the day, uh, 10, 15 years ago, it's like that too. We used to have this concept of you know, there's triple A, and there were double A games, which sort of double A sort of has this sort of negative connotation to it. But it really means like a lot of times when we talk about like single A, double A, triple A, quad A, we're really talking about budgets, and budgets directly. Um, mm-hmm. directly fit fit into project scope, um, playtime, complexity, staffing sizes, how many people are working on the, all those kinds of things, right? Um, but like IPs, all that kind of stuff, right? How many, and oftentimes how many stakeholders are involved in it. Um, what has been redefined from double A is now, redef- it's been re- recategorized or re-labeled um, as triple I because that sounds less, um, sounds a little bit less pejorative <laughs> than double A. Uh, and what triple I basically means, like, you know, there's, there's, I'd say in the last like um, seven to seven years or so, um, we started to see this sort of break between like uh, of what, what was what was considered like double A games and triple A games. And you start to see triple A games start getting much, much, much bigger. So you got like games that had budgets of like, you know, 60 to 100 million suddenly started like exploding and they were going into the 150 million plus range. Right. I call I call those quad A now because the, the budgets are so large. At the same time, you started seeing a lot of folks move out of that AAA space to much much smaller experiences where there was a lot more um, uh, allowance for like uh, uh, creativity um, and just getting away from like the sort of AAA video game development grind that exists. Um, and the whole triple I space, the indie space started to really grow and burgeon. And there's a lot of like indie, like indie games are huge now. <laughs> like like they are like they they are. Um, um, competing for 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 mind share and and uh, entertainment dollars uh, like nobody's business right now, um, and the the whole idea of like triple I is it's sort of like an indie game, but indie game is sort of plussed up a little bit, right? Um, so uh, contrary to popular belief, like indie game doesn't mean that it's made by like two two teenagers in a garage somewhere or something like that. Like indie games are made by folks who've got like decades of indie, indie experience sometimes. It really is talking about the scope and size of the project, like what the projections are, like those sorts of things is what we sort of mean when we say indie now. And triple I just sort of means like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, maybe it won't crash. <laughs> there's, there's probably like a major publisher um, Somewhere. Right. Like your raw furies or your Annapurna's or something like that. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be interested to see um, if, you know, indie uh, from a, from a scope standpoint perseveres. Um, and, and the reason, the reason I say that is because, you know, I, I feel like you know, there's so many companies now uh, that are just, middleware beast now, you know, uh, unreal, you know, you got speed tree havoc, you've got all these different, uh, you know, beefy middleware companies that you have to, you know, basically hack together. Sometimes not so much hack together now because they play nicely, uh, together to build, um, to build bigger games, uh, quick, quickly, uh, and, and have a level of fidelity that, uh, when I started was just not even, you know, you couldn't even dream that big. Um, and, and, and so what looks like an indie game now 
I mean, you, you know, you go forward five, six years. I mean, it's 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 going to be crazy. Right. And so personally, I think that, you know, much like maybe the movies, um, indie basically means it's a shorter distance b- between the people who actually come up with the content or create the content to your actual end user. Um, and I think that it's eventually probably going to get to get to that point, because just like movies, just like any other media, just like TV, um, there's a lot of people that contribute to that end product. Uh, and I think that when you cut out all the other middle people, um, indie means from the creator yeah. to you. Um, how, how I define it, similar between both what you all both of you said independent it's more like the music industry independent isn't this is the artists themselves the creators themselves push it out and then there's publisher backed i actually say that there's publisher backed and there's independent triple a can be for independence and can be for publisher back depending on who you ask right if if megan ellison from annapurna likes you and she lets you release it outside of annapurna interactive it's technically independent so she can cut you because her dad gave her $2.6 billion for her company, she can actually slip you a $20 million check and say, go make your independent game. And when it blows up, we'll buy it back into the, into Annapurna pictures. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think there's, I think there's definitely something to be pulled from that side too, mm-hmm. but like the, the thing I would, um, I challenge with is uh, there's so many indie publishers out there. Yes. There are tons of publishers whose entire business is the indie space. Like in the, like in, you know, in the before times we used to think of, Oh, if you're a publisher, like you have to be like, the, you know, your game has to be of a certain size, a certain scope, a certain like, like intentional, like audience mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Like, which means that you got a lot of, a lot of cooks in that kitchen, a lot of, a lot of eyes on that thing. And there's a reason why like people sort of get out of that triple A space. Like a lot of creators get out of that triple A space because you are going to have like, you know, your creative vision <laughs> is not your creative vision. It's going to be, um, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of people who are involved in that from, from, um, from focus testing through marketing and PR through like the actual, mm-hmm. like um, the actual content uh, and, and all those, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's involved in making something triple a that is for a more mass market audience. Whereas on the indie side, like what Travis was saying, there's a lot fewer people involved in that process, mm-hmm. which means you might have um, your, your scope is probably gonna be a lot smaller, but there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of creativity that's coming out of the indie space. Yeah. I often refer to like the, the indie space is where the soul of the game industry it resides in my mind. Like that's where the creativity truly resides. And there's so many wonderful indie games that have come out there. And you're seeing a lot of publishers who are also noting that there's, there's some opportunity there because for a lot of indie, um, for a lot of indie uh, uh, developers, like here's one of the things that a lot of indies don't know. A lot of folks going to just make their own game. Don't know. It's really freaking hard (laughs) and it's really freaking expensive. And even if you make an amazing game, Okay, cool. Well, now you got to tell people about your game. Did you know that your marketing budget is probably going to be as at least as much as your game if development budget, if not more? If not more, right? And it's not even just yeah. having the money to do it. It's it's knowing the channels. It's getting the the attention. It's knowing like like how do you like how do you actually market your game? Because marketing yeah. is a skill. Yeah. I I thank God for people. Right? <laughs> It's, it's the machine. If you're in a mobile space, right? That's what publishers offer you. We offer Absolutely. the machine. These, yeah, these machine services that you don't even understand, that you don't know operate. And now since digital's come in, this is what's so great about the, the music industry and watching it happen to games, is the music industry say, hey, we, we pay for your CD to get printed. We print it up. We get it into Best Buy. We put it on that end cap. We pay for that space. We pay for the eye-level shelving. And that's why you get no money off your CD. You get $10 because it's a marketing tool for you to go on tour with. It's, it's, it's just advertisement for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's and not it's, your product. It's, it's such a product. critical part of development mm-hmm. though. Right. Like, yep. uh, cause one of the things that people do sort of like they, there's, there's definitely sort of like a, like a couple of um, opinions or that exists within the indie space. Right. Where it's like, there's folks who don't want to sign with the publisher. Cause they feel like that's, that's taking too much control for them. They're, they're selling out. There's like, that's just something that's mm-hmm. not right. And it's not right for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, like you said, there's a lot of benefits that publishers bring to a space. And a lot of it is just expertise, know-how and networking. Yes. And you can't underestimate what that, yeah. what that takes because making your game is only a small portion of, yeah. of, of having a successful product. And, yeah. and if you, and if you want to make a game, that, if you want your indie game to be successful, I mean, there's, there's such thing as making games just for yourself or just for a small audience or just like you're not trying to go into commercial success. If you're looking for commercial success, 
this shit is a business. Sorry. Mm-hmm. This stuff is a business mm-hmm. <laughs> and you really have to invest in that, that business. And it's best if you, if you can, you build that expertise or you can rent that expertise by offering some of your, mm-hmm. your backend. Business. And that's what Devolver and all these digital publishers offers. Like you're renting us. You don't belong to us. We don't belong to you. You pay for our service. We get a little bit of kick on it. You get your kick on it. And we call it an even deal. They got the, the master P deal. In other words, like you make your own product, you, you put it together and we'll get it into Best Buy for you. Yeah. And Best Buy is now is online. And I think like, like studios, like super giant, right? They broke the whole entire mode. They threw a game out there for a year and a half mm-hmm. and said it was pre-beta. We're working on it, getting all this buzz, getting people to play it. And then when it got perfect for them, they're like, oh, it's released now. We released it. Yeah, you've been playing it for a year and a half, but now we just now released it. Yeah. Then everybody's like, oh my God, this game's game of the year. They finally released it. I'm like, no, man, it's been it's been uh, online for a year and a half. I, I bought it day one for $10. You bought it for $20 when they said they released it. But you know, it, it, it's 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 uh, I'm I'm a fan of that. Me too. You know, Me too. I'm, 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 I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan of that. And, and yeah. the reason the reason I'm a fan of that is because in this day and age, it's 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 ridiculous for us to assume that the consumer, um, you know, pr- and, and, and provider relationship isn't fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. Right. Number one. Um, number two, we need to recognize that, you know, as much as these, these are work of arts, these are also engineering feats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're doing when you're doing new things, um, whether or not it is design or whether or not it's from an engineering standpoint, sometimes things just don't work right out of the box the way that you would intend them to. And sometimes, you know, these beautiful mistakes are, you know, serve to be like the pillars of your gameplay that you didn't realize until, you know, you actually uh, see them in, in, in motion and you see them you know, with hundreds of thousands of people using them every day, uh, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, once we embrace that, you know, that, that, that journey, that, that, that exchange between, you know, the, the content providers and the people who consume it, mm-hmm. um, it can be a beautiful thing. It, you know, it, it really can, because you are truly doing fan service, but the best mm-hmm. kind of fan service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, can say, I feel like there's so much creativity there within the, like the indie space. It's like, I, I like, I've, you know, other than Nintendo games as my <laughs> as my primary gaming, I, like the rest of my Switch is just filled with a bunch of like indie games. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, I because I, I just love kind of seeing like these like new kind of experiences, you know, that maybe like you know like a, a uh, uh, it's just like more experimental, I guess, in, in many ways, right? And sometimes there are smaller experiences, which at this time in my life is much helps uh, works more with my schedule. <laughs> Cause I can actually finish those types of games. Um, but I really enjoy that. I really, I, I, you see a certain kind of, I think creativity that, um, and, and more, ex, you know, I guess, you know, and more chances, I guess, taking more chances and stuff like that with regard in the indie space that you may see with like, you know, AAA publishing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a myriad of reasons for this, obviously, because, uh, you know, there is sometimes mm-hmm. if you're, if you're spending, you know, millions of dollars on game development, you want a sure thing that you're gonna be able to make your money back. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's also something to be said for, you know, the, the sort of sort of uh, bite sized game gameplay experiences that indie games um, provide it, by, by giving us like a window into game develop a game game features that don't have to be fun for 25 hours. Mm-hmm. Like there are features that are like, this is yeah. fun. Four hours. Oh, awesome. This game is only four hours. Yes. And that's actually, <laughs> I like that a lot, right? It lets you the compulsion loop is perfect. Stuff a little bit more. Yeah. It's like the mm-hmm. difference between like reading a collection of short stories versus reading like, you know, Stephen Song King of novel. Ice and Fire, whatever. Yeah, you know, like a 700 page, 15 novel, you know, series, right? And I think mm-hmm. the balance. There's something that's really interesting and really unique about that. And I honestly, yeah. you know, one of the reasons I, one of the other reasons I love playing indie games is that I like to consume a lot of games, like consuming games. Like, like you get to see all the sort of new stuff that's out there, like things that are, people are thinking of, like what directly you see trends that are about that, that are, that are evolving. And those trends you can, you can see and you can track a lot better 
on on the scope and scale of indie games and indie releases than you can on triple A and quad A, which are games that are, you know, three to five to seven years of development time. So I hope that your crystal ball was good when you when you started <laughs> you started like zeroing in on what the main feature for your game was going to be, because it's not launching for another five years. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that that's actually also really, really interesting. And I highly recommend folks get into the indie space, um, at least as a consumer. Yeah, people 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 associate like that game company with journey, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. But uh, they don't remember, like, you know, they started with flow. Yeah. Right. Which was like a game about like bacteria. A little worm bacteria. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then then it went from flow to flower. Flower. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Where you're actually going around pollinating and, you know, and and it's, and it's, it's, it's funny, um, you know, cause Sinead, when you were, when you were talking, um, you know, about like, Hey, this is good, but it's good for this long. And, you know, and, and it started making me think about like moose bushes, you know, like, you know, like this is a good bite of food. I don't want another one. <laughs> this I'm good. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and so some games, yeah, need to be hours and hours and hours. And some could be like 30 minutes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and and there ain't, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely, gaming tapas, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that be the, that's gonna be. The I, I can't claim that one. Now yeah. just it's just like Isakai. <laughs> and the beauty of indie games, we're at the golden era where hip hop was, where everybody's caught on to it, everybody can get access to it, and so you have like a million styles. You have Ella Cool J, the Daz Effects, to to Snoop Dogg. You have Big oh Small. You have Right. We're in that era right now, yeah. and it's not oh where, where today hip hop is the lowest barrier of entry into music, and it's commercialized. So rappers today look at it as a job. Back then, they were artists and technicians of words. They were completely calculating everything they said. Then now it's just trying to make a hit for five minutes, so you get a hundred million streams and run away with your ten million dollars. So we're like in the nineties of we're in the nineties of, 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 of music. Of yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, so, so weird. So that's indie games true. are all over the place. They're all over the place. Yeah, and you have places like Cartridge, Itch, a Humble Bundle. They just have loads of indie games because now gamers are like, you know what? I thought that 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 Destiny was good. I'm gonna make it with bubble gum, and you don't <laughs> yes. kill anybody in but, you it. You know, bam, you got yeah. a game. It, and that game funny. really is a real game and it's based on destiny. Oh, yeah. I, really, I really like that. I really like that idea because, yeah, because in the nineties, man, it was like, you couldn't tell anyone what to do with hip hop. Right. It was mm-hmm. just like, we're going to do some new stuff. We're going to, we're going to blend it with jazz. We're going to blend it with country. We're going to do all these different things. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Sounds like pixel is not, um, not sedated anymore. <laughs> he doesn't agree with me. <laughs> And he's like, nah, you're wrong. You're wrong. I don't care about these games. And here's the interesting thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, um, you know, one of the things we often see with, like, with indie studios when they get really, really um, successful is folks start, sw- start like, start looking for acquisitions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Microsoft picked up a, a number of studios that would have pre- we might not describe them as indie studios, but independent studios. <laughs> Like obsidian. Until recently, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, and but but what happens oftentimes is like they get picked up by these bigger companies, so they become they start moving into more of a triple A space, with it, moving from triple triple I to triple A. But then you still have some folks who break off from that and they start their brand new indie studio. So like the cycle always sort of continues. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. Like the you know if you if you um, if you talk to a lot of folks, especially in the publishing space. Um, I said five, 10 years ago, uh, they, they, they probably would have pushed back on the idea that there was a, that that independent game development could be independently profitable, <laughs> like, yeah. that it, like it was a like, that it was a space that was that could own itself and be its own thing as opposed to being a transition to bigger things, bigger studio. Yeah. yeah. And I feel, like that, I feel like that, that, that myth has been busted now. I feel like there's, there's mm-hmm. a, a burgeoning indie space. I really appreciate so many of the platforms, like really supporting the indie space and have making room for it and even having entire like indie showcases where they just talk about like these smaller scope games and like I, so, like I said once again as someone who I, I know i just mentioned a bunch of triple a games that i'm playing but as someone who usually plays mostly independent games that's awesome because it really gets my attention as to like what the new stuff that's out there is um like i probably wouldn't have noticed a short hike 
if I hadn't seen it on like a, I think it was like an indie showcase for Nintendo or something. Yeah. And that game is awesome, and everyone should it play awesome. it because it's so it's a cool. great game. It's a great yeah. game. Firewatch Short Hike. Short Hike. Love Remains of Edith Finch. But the but, but that game was so good. What remains I want Inscription. Oh, I just mention really quickly, like um, you know, because we somebody mentioned Annapurna before, um, uh-huh. you know, and I think like that's. I mean, there have been so many companies or a few companies out here where it's just like you hear that name that they're publishing, and I'm, I instantly like perk up, like, what game is this? Because I'm like, it's going to be something that is like going to be unique, or it's got a certain feel to it, like Sayonara, Wild Hearts. Yes. Yes. Amazing game. Especially yeah. when you hear Queen Latifah speak. Yeah, yes. like, your voice, you're like, oh, that's Queen Latifah. Yeah, there's so many great things where it's just like you know, so many companies where I'm just like, okay, yeah, let mm-hmm. me let me stand up and like the, the artful escape. Like, if I see a game that is Annapurna Publishing, I just buy it. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like, because I, it, 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 I know it will present me an interesting and unique experience that I probably I won't necessarily get it with any other type of game. Uh, and, and whether I play that game for five minutes, fifteen minutes, uh, an hour, however long, or finish it, like I, I know that I won't regret. Um, the time yeah. I put into it because there's something that was interesting that was there. And they, I just they wanna, go ahead, go ahead, Travis. Well, you know, I just want to shout out to like who I feel are the real MVPs of, of all of this, which are, like I said, all these middleware and engine companies, uh, you know, the, the unreals, the unities, you know, the lumber yards, you know, this, the, the speed trees, you know, like, Every every one of those companies that you don't really know actually contribute to actually raising like this digital landscape, like you know, and 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 the great part about it is, is like not only do you have you know everyone embracing games f- from mobile to to VR to AR to you know to 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 just everything, and, and and us being in this age where it's appreciated and it's experimented on, and you know those companies who actually enable people to to, to harness their inner creativity. Um, big big shout out to them because oh, yeah. uh, it wouldn't be possible without those technologies nowadays. Completely completely agree. Completely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was going to think about where, we, where we're at right now. I remember growing up being black families had all the PCs in their house and production software and creation software, like Travis said, was very expensive. My parents rather spend 30 to 40 dollars for a video game than 300 dollars on a graphic program. Not sure if I'm going to like it or not, if I can understand it or not. But since all those tools are free. And, and I can develop almost on anything these days, almost on anything that day happens. I'm ready to see people that look like us develop their stories and their games. Because everybody I know has a game idea. They just don't have the know how to make it. And they tell it in a story. But every now and then I perk up when I hear a really interesting mechanic. Like, well, that's interesting. I have never seen that in a game. Like, yeah, it's never been done in a game. I dream about this. And they don't know how to express themselves, but I have to come in and whisper to people, be their whisper, like, this is how you would say that to game people. And you sound like you're telling a story for story people. And that's different. I want to I share a short story mm-hmm. with you, uh, you know, and it's important because um, it, it sort of framed my existence when I was, you know, um, I, I, I've been making games, you know, maybe for about six years, six, seven years at the time. And I'm in a room and I'm at Acclaim Entertainment. And if you guys don't know, Acclaim Entertainment is like where, you know, all your home versions of, you know, all the great Midway games basically got made. And it was because Acclaim pissed off Midway that Midway actually ended up creating a home uh, division. And I worked um, for Midway Home Entertainment, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I worked for Acclaim. Um, and we're describing a game. And then I'm sitting across from uh, someone in marketing and the, the marketing person says, I don't know if that's a good idea. No one's ever done that before. Right. And I want to get up and just wrap my hands around his neck. And I say, Hey, that's why you do a game. That's not why you don't do a game. Um, and, and now the great part about that is, is that the public at large, is empowered to actually go make that. And they don't need some stupid person in marketing <laughs> telling them that they can't go make your game. If you're looking at this, if you're, if you're looking at this and you're looking at all us professionals talk about this stuff, listen, 
the best advice we can give you is don't listen to us. Yes. Go do your thing. Go make your game. Like, uh, Please go make your game. I give a shout out to Jorge Gutierrez, right? He's the guy that created Maya and the Three on Netflix. Mm. He made it all in Blender. You know why he did it in Blender? He made Pixar level animation with Blender. And the reason he did it, he said, because it's free. Mm -hmm. And so kids that watch my animation can literally go to a computer, download it, and actually do what I did. Mm. See how powerful that is? That's fabulous. And I'm like, wow. That, that hit me in my soul. And I tell everybody, watch my end of three. It's an amazing realize, story. Yeah, I didn't realize he made that all. They made that he all did it in Blender and he did it for wow. free in Blender. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. All right, folks, um, I'm going to close up our discussion here. This has been a fabulous discussion here about indie games. You know, I could talk about this all day. Um, before I close up, I do want to kind of mention a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world today with this. Um, and we want to be able to, you know, we, everyone wants to be able to help. Um Itch.io has a bundle for Ukraine that they're selling right now for $10, more than 900 games, 700, more than 700 creators for it. Just search itch.io and Ukraine and it'll come up. And like I said, it's a great way to be able to kind of support the people of Ukraine. All their proceeds are going to charity. So if you are an indie game lover, even if you're not an indie game lover, you just want to help 10 bucks and it, it, all proceeds go to charity. So please take a look at that. Um, and other than that, I do want to give a shout out to Digital Click. They do all the creative for each and every one of our shows. Um, if you like, if you like what we're doing here, and you want to learn more about Technubians, please hit up our website, technubians.com. That's T-E-C-H-N-0-0-B-I-A-N-S.com. Please follow us on our socials. And if you like our vibe and want to learn more about game development and everything geek, please like and subscribe our channel here on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other channels where you, that you're watching us on. And make sure you share us. Share your favorite episodes for sure. Follow us on our socials. You can search the Geekish Network on all major platforms. And if you want to know what else geek we're talking about, Nerdtastic is coming back tomorrow, Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific. And then you can also catch up on other shows, Pod Squadron and Geek Beast, every, coming to you every night next week. That's it for now, everyone. Thank you all for watching and see you all next week.